awesome. Who liked the Happy New Year message from Dr. Dongo? It's beautiful. You say you have moved to circles belong. Now do what? Advance. So I'm just bringing you to our advanced series. Our founder series is advanced series, right? And we're going to go into the word of God uh, shortly. You know, there is a mind that a conqueror has. I'm telling you. Today you will know why we sing some songs. And you understand them better. You see, when you are born again, you are born of God. All right? There are, even though you are born of God, or you are born to your family, wherever you are born, there are some characteristics that make people work as conquerors. So people can be brothers and sisters, but there are some that conquer. And there are others that don't conquer. Even though they are all born into the same potential. Are you listening to me? All the Israelites came out of Egypt. No hindrance. Of that generation, only two entered the promised land. So we have been talking about why they didn't enter. We talked about all those kind of things. The reason why they went round and they, they did that. We talked about that in the first lesson. In the second lesson, we also talked about the keys. So when they were getting ready to go forward, there were some keys. Can somebody put that slide up for me? The summary keys, not the connect one. Can you summarize those ones for me quickly? There are five keys we learned about last week. What was the first one? Negative reports. Don't listen to negative reports about anybody, about anything anymore. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not listening to negative reports about anything anymore. More, yeah, more. Then number two says, say what? Take immediate action. The one that was around, do you have it? You don't have it there. It's on somebody's phone. That's the one. Take immediate action. So we are saying that when we are about to advance, there are things that we must do. I'm talking about the doing things. All right? Just the last week, we were about the things you must do. The keys to being, to advancing right from the head of the apostle. Then number three is what? You shall not what? Fear. Fear. No, we must, we must find a way to deal with it. And somebody showed me a good trick. A good trick about fear. He said, do what you are afraid of. <laughs> Okay, can I qualify it? Because some of you are afraid of talking to that girl and it's God who's trying to draw you away. But <laughs> let me just rephrase. Let me correct. I mean, you're afraid of stealing. It doesn't mean go and steal. <laughs> I mean, do that godly thing God has put in your heart that you are afraid of. See, there are some things that like say, I want to serve God, but I'm afraid of what people will say. Then do it. You understand? I'm afraid that my past will show up whilst I'm busy doing God's work. Then it means do it. Hallelujah. So that's one of the things to do. Because you remember the one, one talent? His problem was, I was afraid. His problem, and then the same problem with Adam. I was afraid. So I went to hide. That's something. So when you are afraid, you must go to it. Amen. Some of you are afraid of telling anybody in the world, anybody anywhere about Jesus. Because you are afraid they will insult you. Do it. Okay? That's great. That's the way to move forward. Then the one we say what? No selfishness. Selfish people are very stagnant. Very stagnated. Yeah? Selfish people are very stagnated. People who are committed to corporate things, they always progress. Amen. Are you getting me? So don't think about yourself too much when it comes to moving forward. Only you and your business and your, your, your everything is you. Because when you do that, you begin to hoard. And hoarding is a, in the kingdom, hoarding is negative. 
Do you understand? So you commit to something God is doing. So I need more servants in the house. We need people doing the work of God. We need people serving in the house, cleaning the floor, doing something. Doing something that is not for you. Okay? But for God, the kingdom. Then empower the next generation. It means that get train people, raise people. But I believe that you are also the next generation at the same time. So as you are training them, as you are raising them, as you are training people, make sure you train people. So you can, this works for your business, this works for your life, this works for every area of your life. The more you empower others, the better you become. Even for your calculus exams. The more people you have taught that calculus question, and I was telling them at Connect, the trick is simple. Whether you think they understand or not, call your friend and say, I have understood chapter one. Can I explain it to you? They say, oh, no, I know it already. I say, shut up. Let me explain it to you. Whilst you're explaining it to them, you realize that you didn't know everything. And then you fill out some gaps. So I was just teaching some of the students some of these things. Teach people. Now, when you read the word of God, even though you have to meditate on it and make it yourself and good for it, when you meet with your friends, stop talking about other things too much. And say, I was reading the word of God. And apparently in 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14, that is where the Lord says, if my people who are called by my name, then you say, oh, wow, me too, I have another verse. John 3, 16. That, that our, we are becoming what? Because once we are empowering one another, we are actually going higher. Amen. Beautiful. So, practice. Let's raise people. And in this house, we raise people. Very soon, you see that the whole church, when I say I'm looking for leaders, the whole church will come forward and there will be empty seats. I'm talking about you. It's a pastor. A pastor is saying you, you'll be a leader. And then say, do you believe it? Please tell, ask your neighbor, say, do you believe that you can lead people in God's house? Knowing your life. Do you know your life? Talk to them. Tell them, do this your life. Are you sure what pastor is saying is true about you? Check your, see your own life. Are you sure? You have more than 27 problems. But see, God doesn't look for people who don't have problems. And so once God's word has gone forward, he's going to use you. You just avail yourself. And in this house, we raise champions. We raise them in all areas. Champions of excellence. We are going to raise them. Hallelujah. So who is ready to delve into our series, go forward in advance? So what I was trying to tell you is that these are things you must do. But in Romans 8, 36 to 37, Romans 8, 36 to 37. God begins to describe his children. Romans 8, 36, 37. If you have done your post-retreat classes, this is a massive verse in this church. You must know this verse. Yes, 36. Read it. Go to 37. A sheep for the slaughter. Go. Next one, 37. 37. Amen. You know, they are my very good friends. As a projector team, we are working together. So it says, yet in all these things, can we read it together? You know, the songs we are singing today were powerful. Yeah, in all these things. We. Who are they? We. Who? We. Okay, so you want to personalize it? So can we read it together? Go. Yet in all I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. Amen. Do you know the one who loved you? You're not your boyfriend. 
Not even your ex that you want back. Not even your mother. Yeah, the one who loved you enough to give himself for you is Jesus. And he said, once you have accepted him, you have become more than a conqueror. So today, beloved, I want us to examine the mind of the conqueror. How does a conqueror think? Because we see that when we're about to move forward, they empowered a new generation, and the new generation became the conquerors. When Moses empowered Joshua, he said, Joshua, go and take the land. And so Joshua conquered, should I tell you? Are you ready for it? He conquered 31 kings, lost one war. One cold war like that. 31 kings, he won the, he won the war. All of it. So I want us to enter the mind of Joshua. And let's see how he was thinking. And how the children of God must think. In order to manifest and walk gloriously as conquerors. So if you have been reading your Bible, you will know where I'm going to, to read today. Open your Bibles to the sixth book of the Bible. The sixth. Some of you still don't know it. Check the table of content. The sixth book of the Bible. We are going to stay there. Because that's the book that is named after the person I'm talking about. There's a book named after that person. Have you seen it? Is it there? Have you seen it? Is everybody there? If you are there, say amen. amen. If you don't know anything about it, say, I got it. Okay, no problem. So we, have, we are all there. Amen? Read Joshua chapter 1, 8 to 9. Joshua 1, 8 to 9. Are you going to help me? It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Hallelujah. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Very soon we'll read this in Hebrew, and you will understand it. He said, I have commanded you to be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the text for today. So battles are won not on the battlefield but in the mind. So God prepares Joshua with a conquest mindset. We are going to enter the conquest mindset, which is what you must possess if you will conquer and advance. You see, it's one thing to say I speak in tongues. I have the Holy Ghost. But there is a mind with which we conquer. You see, you can speak in tongues and, and still fail FFF2 exams. But you cannot have the mind of a conqueror and be conquered. And one thing the Holy Spirit brings into a man, a child of God, is these things I'm talking about. The word of God forms your mind. It changes your mind to a mind of a conqueror. Failure thinking is gone. Then you can advance. Because some of us, we are held back and we are beset by our thinking. It can come from culture. It can come from music that you listen to a lot. It can come from what you've heard. It can come from your experience. It can come from things that trouble you. But as long as it has taken a hold of your mind and has distorted your thinking as a conqueror, you will begin to slow down. And you will declare it and claim it and name it and shout it and pray it and cry it and it will not happen. Because you don't have the mind of a conqueror. Are you ready to hear this? This is a very important message. I think this is the one of the most important messages for the year. Because this year we are conquering. 
We are taking territories. Amen. This, uh, you go for three interviews, you pass all of them and be re relaxed. Say, Pastor, which one should I choose? No longer when I went at the first question, I was shivering. Pastor, it didn't go well. No, you were conquered. The mind of a conqueror is coming to you right now. Receive it. As the word of God is coming to you, he's tearing you up to begin to think differently. He said, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be renewed. By the trans be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Your mind must change about the circumstances. Say, I am a conqueror. Oh, you have belittled yourself. I am more than a conqueror. <laughs> That's what it is. Say, yeah, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We must have the conquerors thinking. So we're going to examine it. Are you ready to listen to a few things? So God shows him the strategy for good success. But he begins to work. He starts it from his mind. You look at it. He says, in all time, in all time, this has been the success formula. The success formula is what you're thinking. And how to change the believer's mind is by getting the word of God. Are you here? So I'm about to change your mind. Though. If you are resisting it, pray, Lord, I open my heart. Let my mind change so that I can move forward. So the first thing is the, in the mind to move forward. The first thing we can notice in Joshua 1, 1 to 2, we can begin from there. Joshua 1, 1 to 2 says, he says, after the death of Moses, God said to Joshua, listen to it. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Can I, and then tell me if this is true. So you guys should start crying, start mourning, make a statue for Moses. Let us stay where we are. Let us even worship and make a, a paraphernalia, wear shirts, black shirts and red shirts. Moses is gone. One week celebration, five year celebration, ten year celebration, even make a birthday. Let's start celebrating the death of Moses. Is that what he said? Can we read it together? What did he, the Bible say? Moses, my servant, is dead. Finish. Go. Thank you. Uh huh. See, one thing Jesus said that pains a lot of people. He said, let the dead bury the dead. The mind of the conqueror is the mind that does not dwell in the past. Hallelujah. The, see, when, and if you see, so there are two types of dwelling in the past. There is what we call the negative grief and the positive grief. Positive grief, we all know that we have lost something. Okay, but then we have finished. Let's move on. Then there is negative grief. Should I tell you something about negative grief? You know, negative grief, you hold on to a loss. Man, Moses is gone, man. The way Moses used to preach, man. I don't think anyone can preach like Moses. Come on. God, if only you will release Moses to us again. You will never go for it, you never conquer. Sometimes you dwell on a loss. A relationship that is lost. It didn't work. And you're still in it. Another lady has shown up. It's just that she makes her hair like the, the other one. So just because of that. No. Saying some of you parental trouble as you're growing up. I know you are abused. I know. I know. I know. Some of you even grew up in war-torn areas. You saw some deadly painful things saw things that you shouldn't have been seeing as a child. But the Bible is telling you that for you to conquer, the mind of the conqueror is to be careful how you dwell in the past. Because you can use the past as an excuse. 
not to fight. So the mind of the conqueror is a mind that does not dwell in the past in a negative way. So God is just showing him something. He says, it was a very short sentence. I like God. He used simple sentences. My servant is dead. So you arise and go. And the Bible says, as he was doing that, now God begins to refer to him as a servant. He said, the people will listen to you. One of Saul's problems that he had was that when he needed direction, he went to call the dead. He said, God is the God of the living. One guy was supposed to follow Jesus. And he said, I'm going to bury. I'm going to bury my, he said, I'm going to deal with my past. Then Jesus says, the rule is, let dead people bury the dead. Let those who are not alive in God concern themselves about the past. Because as for us, our way is forward. Hallelujah. So somebody, you are here, you have been in a place of negative grief. This is what it does to you. It re-echoes re the pain. It inflicts more pain. Then you become numbed by the pain. Then you become inactive. Then you begin to lose desire. Then you become tired mentally. Then you begin to be fatigued. Then you enter into a place of sadness. Then you begin to feel bad. And then you even get into suicidal thoughts. And finally, you get into places of depression because you dwell on the past negatively. But you can come out of every situation. Every situation can work for your good. Every situation. It's the mind you must have. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? That's why I'm laughing. It's a mind you must have that every circumstance that comes around me works for me. You must have that mind if you want to be a conqueror. Otherwise, when you are, you are fighting and then Joab says, I won't fight again. Say, oh, Charlie, Joab is not coming. If Joab doesn't go, we won't go. Because all our life, it's Joab who does the finishing kill. You know Joab? He was a soldier for David. If you are reading the Bible, you've heard it by now. Around first Samuel, you hear Joab, 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 Joab. And his brothers. So read the Bible, amen? So that when I'm preaching, I can flow. Hallelujah. Joshua 1. So, and in life, you must know, losses are inevitable. Yes. It's a year of advance. We are all proclaiming. It doesn't mean you will lose anything. Yes, even people die. But the thing is, you can be saddened by those things, but you can't dwell on them. You mourn for a loss, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a business, whatever it is. It is fine. But return to normal life. Quickly. Return to normal life. And I'll show you the things that help you. Praising, gratitude, they return you to normal life. Breathing on the problem, dreaming about the problem, eating the problem, discussing the problem, calling all your neighbors to show what the problem is. It doesn't bring you out of the problem. What brings you out is your praise and your worship and your dedication to God. Because that will always tell you that this works for my good. So it doesn't matter where you are falling. Don't dwell there. Get up. That's the mind of a conqueror. He doesn't let the past hold him back. You will not let the past hold you back. Okay, no problem. They didn't say it, so we'll move on to the next. Maybe this one will be better for them. Now, we're also going to Joshua 1, 2. God said, Arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I am going to give you, the children of Israel. In other words, he's saying, get up and go there. Why? Verse 3. Look at verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread, 
I have given you, as I said to Moses. The mind that God has given me, wherever my foot treads, that mind. Where, see, also Chambers says something, I always like to repeat it to you folks. See, you are not useful where you are not. See, if, if you are not in the place, then there is no use for you to be there. But that mind that as long as my foot has stepped in the place, the place belongs to me. It's the mind of a conqueror. Why? 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 It says, wherever your foot shall tread, I have given it. It means that if my foot has not hit it, then it's not for me. But once I've entered it, it belongs to me. That is why naming and claiming alone will not make you advance. So that mind is what makes people who are conquerors take a step. Because they take a step, not believing everything. Oh, they, they just believe, as I've entered this place, if it's Jerusalem, once I get to Jerusalem, it belongs to me. Yes. Once I, I and okay, if you're in a classroom, of a calculus class, there's a professor, true or false. There are big people in the class. But the mind of the conqueror, once I've entered the class, I'm passing it. It's not it's a small boy for me. It's for me. It belongs to me. It is meat for me. It's a mind. They call it arrogance. I call it saying that wherever my foot shall tread, God says, I've taken it. It's a mind. Are you listening to me? So what did God promise? He said, wherever your foot tread. Therefore, let your foot begin to tread. The same is repeated in Deuteronomy 11.24. See, you only, let me, let me tell you a secret. Can I tell you a secret? Can I tell you a secret from the pulpit? You only advance by taking a step. You only conquer by taking a step. You only possess by taking a step. So those who possess, conquer, and advance are those who are not afraid to take the step. But what will stop you from being afraid to take the step is to know that once I take the step, it belongs to me. Hallelujah. You see that you see that there's a different you know, you see that the, the parts are separating, the conquerors and then the settlers. You see that the part they think is that how you think? Do you think that uh, when somebody when we go, we are two of us and we go to a place, the other person will get it? Is that how you think? See, sometimes you think that way, in a subtle way, that someone is better. You know, they, they call it humility. That's not the type of humility God says. He said that consider others better than you. He didn't say, don't take a step because you think someone else is better. Declare, wherever my foot shall tread, God has given to me. It's your foot in Halifax. Okay, Halifax is for you. It's your foot in the university. He has given it to you. It's your foot in uh, your apartment building. Of course, he has given it to you. <laughs> it's your foot in your family house, in your marriage. He has given it to you. It's territory. Hallelujah. So, the second point, have we got a second point? Because you, see, you have to take a step. But you, see, you can question why am I taking this step? But the mind of the congress is just there saying that, oh, I'll take the step because when I take the step, it's mine. I venture out because when I venture, I get it. That's it. Why? Because I'm venturing out on the word of God. It's so guaranteed. So that guarantee is what makes them even try things. So sometimes when they try that thing, it may fail. But when it fails, oh, then me say, this is not mine. But I'm going to do another one. Because everywhere my foot shall tread, it belongs to me. So they'll go again and try again and push again and push. Because once I am in it, it must work. Some of you must take that exam. If it's three times, take it again. 
But this time, with that mind. You see, that mind, oh, this exam is going to conquer me. <laughs> so I need to learn all night, all morning, and then you get stressed, and you, you are afraid, and then you are shivering, and you can't write an exam. You open the book. I think now, when you open your textbook, put your foot on it, and then sit again, and begin to read it. Say, my foot has tread on this total book. It belongs to me. <laughs> yes, step on it. Some of you, you want to work in some companies, go and get their logos and put it down and step on it. Or go to the office and say, I'm just going to look around. I'm just going to look around. Once you're looking around, say, it's for me. This one is for me. This land. I know a friend in my cell, Stephen Bacha, he said he did it. Yeah, they used to clean that office. He was a cleaner. So as he was cleaning the office, whilst he's working, he said, I cleaned this. It's for me. It's table for me. This place for me. He got an internship there. Wow. Got an internship there. Wherever my foot shall tread, God has given it to me. So that mind is important. Look at the next one. Then verse 5, it says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Why? Why? Verse 5. Why? Do you see the why? There's a lot of why. See, God gives you why so that you can prepare your mind. Because when you have the lot, the correct wise in your mind, you are actually ready. So what did you say? No one shall stand before you because you are tall. No one shall stand before you because you are eloquent. Because your resume is solid. You've never failed an exam in your life. You went to the best universities, best school in the world. Then I wonder why you're in Halifax. But it's okay. There are greater schools in the world. Some of them are even in Singapore. So it doesn't really matter where you have been or what you have. Why? Why? Look at this. Say, no one can stand before you because what? Your bodyguards are strong. What is it? As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? There is something that happens. That when you begin to think, if God is for me, then what can stand against me? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand? Come on. And if our God is for us, then who could ever? I think how many is coming? If our God is with us, then what can? How many? Three. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us. Go. Give me from this side. You are not saying it. Okay. Then what does musicians give me? And if oh, you are like everybody. Forget, forget, forget. Ah, the choir is like everybody. The choir is singing like everybody in the church. Change that thing. Change your mind. You are musicians. Ah, hey, the way I was hoping for this effect. Anyway, it didn't come. If God is for us, who can stand against us? It's the mind of a conqueror. That no one can stand against me because God is for me. For the new believer, God is even in me. With me, around me. For me. So somebody has sang another song. God is for me. Do you know it? Nothing can stand. That's why I said we, that, that's why we sing some songs. That's why this song should be on your playlist. 
Nothing. When we say nothing, it means nothing. Calculus is nothing. You see, nothing is nothing. Do you know what I say when you say nothing can stand against me? He says, why? Because God is with me. Now, do you know some people who believe this and they did something miraculous? Matthew 28, 20. Some few fishermen, one tax collector, a few people. They just conquered because of this word. This, this is the only word they were holding on to and they conquered the whole world. Matthew 28, 20. You know it. You should know it by now. It's on our... Is it not on a, a, our mission statement? And lo, I am. See, when Jesus was telling me, say, and lo, I am with you always till the end. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. He said, For he has said he will not leave us nor forsake us, so that we can boldly say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, God is for me. Hallelujah. He's on my side. See, that thinking. Oh, my goodness. There are five businesses on this room, but God is for me. We are all entering the exam room. We've all studied, but God is for me. You see, don't be sharing God. You know what I'm saying? We are all his children. Look, God is for me. I'm his favorite child. If you want to take it, I've also taken it. Somebody was telling me, when two soccer teams are playing, why is it that they both can pray to God and one of them will win? I said, one of them has the mind of the conqueror. And one comes with the mind of the underdog. What do you mean by Messi is playing uh, on the field and he's feeling like by chance we may win? I mean it. It's going to, we are going to win. That's why when they lose, it's a shocker. And those things, God just does it so that those of you who watch soccer will understand how spiritual things work. That when you feel that you are the boss, sometimes you should be careful. The reason why it works is because God is with you. So that's why God gives the pool like soccer those things so that you can understand the Bible. That you can come to a a field, three nail up, and still lose. It's a highly spiritual principle. Let him who thinks he stands be careful, lest he falls. So that's what he's teaching you there. But he's trying to say the reason why nothing can stand against you is because God is with you. So when God departs from you, then you are available to fail. So tell failure. Once God leaves me, I'm available. But as long as God is with me, I'm not available. Come on now. We can't have a relationship, failure and I. How do I fail? It doesn't matter what on your paper you look at it now. It looks like an F. It just looks, it's apparent. Ah, it's apparent. It's just a loss. But I'm not going to dwell on it. And then you say, I've stepped on it now. It belongs to me. And they say, why will I win? Why will this calculus fall? Why, why am I saying calculus? Who's doing stats? Who's doing quantitative? Okay, who's writing a professional exam? Me, I've raised my hand. Why will this exam fall? Why would it fall? Because God is with me. Hallelujah. Why will I walk in the valley of the shadow of death and not be afraid? For thou art with me. See, that's the mind. God is with me. Somebody begin to meditate. God is with me. See, there are many people here, but God is with me. Sabayai. God is with me. Are you getting it? <laughs> yeah. There's five of us sitting here. They are all nice people. They've not done it. God loves everybody, but God is with me. I don't have a problem with anybody. I've just chosen to believe that God is with me. That's the mind of a conqueror. 
Because when you want to feel like, oh, is everybody is available, so you don't move. And you're actually waiting for the place where, you, some people wait for the place where they say you are the only candidate. Before they believe that they'll get the job. Yeah, some people are like, they'll call everybody, how many people applied? They say, oh, only one. Oh, thank God. <laughs> they will call, 100 people applied. Say, thank you, Lord. I'm still coming out. It's the mind of the conqueror. And then if they don't give me the job, I, I just move on. I'm a conqueror. Probably then this is not good enough for me to conquer. It's the mind. The word of God gives you that mind. Can I move on to another? Who wants to get that mind? Who is trying to develop it? I'll show you how to develop it. So this is mind you must have, right? Okay, now another one. I tell people all this thing. Go to verse 6. Hey. Verse 6. I hope you are reading about We are reading Joshua 1, 2, and 3. There are three chapters. It's what they've released to us to advance. 31 kings. I'm telling you, when I was 31 years old, I was reading the Bible and I saw 31 kings. Then I said, oh my goodness. I wish I had only conquered 31 kings. Ouch. Look at this. Verse 6. Can you read it? Be strong and of good courage. Read it in English. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. See, child of God. Child of God. It must come to a time where in your mind you believe that you are a person of destiny and purpose. That you are anointed. It must come. You must accept it. Why? Look at it. It says, you shall divide. Like, as if God knew it. That you are the guy. You are the guy. You are the guy to divide the thing. You must come to the place where you believe, I am the guy to accomplish God's purpose for my life. How many people are like me? How many people are like me? In DNA and fingerprint. Okay, if they are not like me, then I'm anointed to fulfill something. You must get, I, see, I am a man of destiny. I am a woman of destiny. A mind that I am made for something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that is why it's not good to always, just without doing your research, you are not a scientist, but you believe that we came from apes. Because immediately you believe that, then you are not made for anything. That's why you don't conquer. Those who even postulated that thing for you, they don't think that way. <laughs> you don't know. They don't think that way. Otherwise, they don't write books for people to buy. Why do they need money? For a purposeless life. That ends in sand. Ah, I, I refuse to be one of those. I am born for purpose. Say I'm born for purpose. <laughs> I, uh, no, not for. With a purpose. Ay, ay, ay. I have a destiny. It's glorious. Ah, oh, come on. What do you think? My life may end in sand, but my life does not end there. I am born for purpose. I fulfill destiny. Come on. I'm made for something. Even an iPhone was made for something. Even an iPhone was made for something. And something as complicated as my mind, out of it, the iPhone came, was made for nothing. Come on now. I am made with a purpose. That is why you fall for wrong guys. You must believe I was made for a purpose. Therefore, anyone who comes around me must fall in line with the purpose. That is the mind of the conqueror. You will settle with any, any wallaby. Ah. Come on. I'm born for something. Are you listening to me? It's the mind. Why? 
See, he's telling that you are the one who to do the thing. I am the one to do it. Oh, that's my family problem. That is plenty problem every day. I'm crying. That is why I'm anointed. That's why I'm anointed. Yes. You the one who do it. The same way Jesus told the disciples, you are the ones who do the thing. And they turn the world upside down. Believing that we are made for something. Jesus said, come follow me, you fish of men. And I will make you fishers of men. And the day he was leaving, the day he was leaving that day, they were confused. But once they received the Holy Spirit, when they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they began to see clearly, say, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Those, he said, this is that which was spoken of in Joel 2.24. See, all of a sudden, they begin to relate Bible prophecy to themselves. I am the one manifesting, said, the whole of creation, the whole of creation. It's an endless expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God, which I am. Come on, begin to think that way. The world is waiting for you. Not only to dance Beyonce. To depopulate hell and populate heaven. I'm telling you that you are made to shine. So rise and shine. Rise and shine. Stop telling yourself that if it happens, it will happen. You are a man of destiny. And you learn it by the thing God gives you to do. Yeah. Come on. It's the mind of a conqueror. Are you seeing why Joshua did it? Because all he was working on, when he was going to fight, he said, oh, God said I'll take the land and I'll share it. That's my destiny. After he finished it all in Joshua 24, then he sat down. He didn't know what else to do because I've finished my purpose. Then he said, you know, as for Moses, you write the laws down for you and you say, read it because that was his purpose. As for me, my purpose was to give you the land. So he had no more ideas. Then he said, so now you choose whom you serve. As for me, I'll serve God. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why he called that meeting. He called him and said, look, I've finished what God said I should do. I'm about to die. You choose whom you will serve. As for me, because Moses was the one who was lecturing you, writing laws for you. Don't do this. As for me, look, I came to give you land. I've finished the land. So you choose whom you will serve. As for me, I know what God has done for me. So as for me and my house, we will serve God. But I've finished what I came to do. So you see, he didn't write any laws for them. Say, read it and write it and forget. No, he didn't add one law to the law. Sometimes he was even confused about the law himself. But he fulfilled purpose. Say I'm a person of destiny. Well, I don't want to say man because the lady will not be happy. But I am a person of destiny. Amen. You must believe it. Your success, your success is tied to the strong conviction that you are a man or woman of destiny. It's tied to that conviction. A man on a mission with a mission. <laughs> so take up every challenge and be going there confidently and boldly. I'm a man on a mission. So if I go here and it's not working, I'm still a man on a mission. It means something will work for me. You know, there are some families that some people are very good in maps. But you, when you are going, you are only drawing. You don't understand anything. You don't know what's, what's happening. Once you begin to think that because I cannot do this, I'm not a person with a mission, you will never find me. You must believe I'm a man on a mission, with a mission. But guess whose mission it is? It's God's mission. I've become a partner of God. Come on. The dividends are many. I never fail. I've become a partner with God. So God wanted somebody to divide the land, and he chose me. Are you seeing the picture? I'm God's partner. I probably thought he's with me to fight for me. He's almost a partner with me. Can you imagine that I'm a partner with God? 
partnership. Oh, what can you invest in it? If I come and I tell you, there's a business that God is starting. God Himself has come to start a business. Who will invest? Ah, fully, fully. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to Him. Even before we start, we have profit. Have that mind. Are you getting me? Be a partner with God. So you see, you are born with a mission, but sometimes you pursue your mission such that you are not in partnership with God. See, that's where the problem is, because then you drill yourself. Because God put Joshua there to accomplish something he wanted to be accomplished. So you see, your mission is tied to what God wants to accomplish. So once you find your place in what God wants to accomplish, and you think that way, that is when you have developed your conquest mind. Now, whatever comes against you, you can overcome it. Are you listening? Wonderful. It is God's mission. He promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'll give you that land. Did he promise Joshua? Joshua was not even there. Joshua was not even there. He promised somebody that I'll give you the land. But because Joshua showed up. You see, Joshua was in line with a mission that God has. You, see, you must begin to see yourself that way. I tell you. Uh, if you think that the last stop is you, and it's all about you, you have made a big mistake. You have made a very big mistake. You have made a very big mistake. It has never been about you. It will never be about you. But you can find yourself in that mission. And you will get your dividend before you leave. Okay? All right. So even the children you are raising, they are not for you. You see, in the, oh yeah, yeah, that mind is a solid mind. Your time is not for you. Can I go further? I said your money is not for you. Even though it's in your account. <laughs> I'm a man with a mission. On a mission. Everything works towards it. Yeah, my wife will follow. My children will follow because I'm a man on a mission. <laughs> I will not let you flu and let's sleep at home and, and everything. And then all of a sudden, I, don't, I can't be there again. It's too much work. I mean, I need to balance my family life. And um, I said, God will call me and say, hey, bro. You have totally failed in your mission. Because you think it's about you. It's not about you. I promised some guy's mother 20 years ago when she was praying that wherever your son goes, he will find Jesus. I promised that woman, she was in Uganda. I promised her, I promised that she was praying when she was pregnant that, Lord, let my child save you. And that is why you are a pastor here. Shut up and do the work. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's about that woman's son who is about to come to die and do mathematics that you have to change that course. Somebody will tell him that. You see, you, you see like, then all of a sudden, when troubles come, you know, Charlie, it's not about me, man. It's about somebody's son. God has a mission. And if you begin to think that I am part of God's mission, you don't give up. You don't give up. Am I finishing? Can I have something more for you? So you want another mind? It's just reading through Joshua. When you go, just read through Joshua. Don't worry. Somebody say, why is it so long? Hey. Relax. 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 Here we like the word. Amen. Relax. We like the word. Are you there? All right. So, you are not alone. You have to witness to somebody in your family. You have to tell somebody about Jesus. Remember that it is his job. He wants people to be saved. It's not you. It's not your personal project. So whatever you are going to do in line with that, he is going to help you to do it. If it's singing that you will sing for people to be saved, he will help you. Whatever you are going to do, he will help you because it is his project. 
He's the one who wants people to be saved. So if your brother is not saved and he's still down in alcohol and he's, he's, he's failing, he can't do anything, he says, still go and talk to him. Still go because it is not, you are not the one who wants him saved. It's God who wants him saved. So he will be there and help you. Hallelujah. This year, I said, we are evangelizing and speaking to people. Remember, it is God who wants them saved. Not you. You don't really want them saved. Really. Because you don't like some of them. But left to you alone, you won't be saved. But God wants them saved. Are you there? Oh, can I move on? Hey, that's why you should start that business. Because it's a, there's a purpose to it. That's why you should go for it. Am I speaking to somebody? Yes. Make sure it's legal. Amen. Okay. <coughs> Then we go to, can I go? The simple mind. Then verse 7, before we get to our main verse, and then I think I'm on page 3 of 8 pages. So we need to hold on and continue on Wednesday. <laughs> it's loaded. It's from Dr. Long. Amen. Wow. Now only be strong and what? And very courageous. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to it from it to the left or right, to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. See, there you have to, you have to, you have to have the mind to be courageous to do God's will. You must have courage, courage to do God's will. If you know that this is what God wants, you must have courage to pursue it. Because, say, do not turn to the left or to the right. It's the heart that I'm, if I'm doing what God wants, I'm courageous. In, even if the whole world will not do it, if this is what God would like, I will do it. That's how you become a conqueror. Because some of you, all you need is three friends not to agree with you and you will stop. Three friends. Three friends. And they are even your old friends. Because you, post, you, 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 you posted um, the Lord is something, something, in the year of advance and you were preaching on your WhatsApp profile. Then one of your friends from your old high school texted and said, are ah, you two a Christian? Said, oh. No, 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 no. You stop posting. What I say? <laughs> stop posting. I don't need to. I don't want to look some way. Please, I don't want to look that way. No. You must have courage to do God's will. Are you getting me? It may be your whole family. Sometimes you say, oh, my whole family does not believe in Jesus. Ah, what should I do? They say they will kill me. They will do this. You must have courage to do what you know God wants you to do. You understand me? You must have courage. It might be your roommate. It might be your very good friend. You must have courage to do it. That mind to be courageous. That's what God was telling him. Because if you are not courageous to do what God wills, it is God's will that brings the victory. The fact that you are doing what God wants, that's why he's backing you. So if you are afraid and you stand, then there is no backing for your stance. And so you must stand for something. Amen? So don't be like the whole world and just so flow with every secular thing. Stand for something if you know that is the word of God. Stand for it. Don't be afraid to stand. Amen. Wow. So from Wednesday, we just say, so then how do I get this mindset? All right? How do I get this mindset? You know the answer, should I tell you? Meditate on the word. Meditate on the word of God. So that's why he came to Joshua 1.8 tonight. Look, see if I say I'll preach it next week. Maybe Pastor Logo will send me something to teach next week. Okay, no worry. I'll summarize it. We are going to pray a serious prayer. Meditate on God's word right here, please. Come on. What a message. I'm even more like, what a message. I come to pray some serious prayer. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, the mind. He says, Joshua 1, 8 and 9, he says simple. The way to develop this mind is to not only move forward, 
but move with the word of God. Move with the word of God. Move with the word of God. If you fill your mind with fear, fear will come out. If you fill your heart with faith and your mind with faith, you will act in faith. So filling yourself with the word of God. Because see, the knowledge that God is with me comes by meditating on the word of God. And that knowledge, when it becomes real to you, you have developed the mind of a conqueror. That God is with me. Hallelujah. That God is with me. If I fill my mind with depressing, negative thoughts, that is what comes out of me. So I will meditate in the word of God. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart. As a man thinketh in his heart. He says, thinketh, thinketh. Let's do the New Testament. Thinks in his heart. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So when the man meditates on the word of God, you become that. It's quite interesting. It's quite interesting. As we enter the time of prayer, Joshua 1, 9 says, Be strong, Shazak. Are you praying? Be strong, Shazak. That's to grow fair. Say, be of good courage, Amat. To be stout and strong. Do not be afraid, Arouse. Do not be afraid. Say, not be dismayed, Keta. Do not be dismayed. 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 Remember, remember, remember the quality of your life is measured. It's measured by the decisions you make. And the decisions you make are based on your thoughts. The decisions you make are based on your thoughts. Therefore, when you dominate your thinking with the word of God, it begins to manifest in your life. So somebody begin to pray in the name of Jesus. I want to find my place in your word. Begin to pray. I want to find your word. I want to get into it. I meditate on it that my mind will be transformed. Pray that my mind is transformed. That my mind is transformed. That I can advance. That I will be able to advance. That my mind is transformed. 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 Hallelujah. That my mind is transformed. Hallelujah. Mande kori in the name of Jesus. Somebody pray. You have heard the word of God. You must begin to advance in every area. Say, the mind, the mind that does not dwell in the past. A mind that does not dwell in the past. A mind that knows that God is for me. A man that always is conscious. I'm conscious of the fact that God is with me. That as I take a step, wherever my foot shall tread, it belongs to me. Make me conscious of this. Pray to God and say, make me conscious of this. Make me conscious of this. That I'm a person of destiny. That anytime I'm derailing and falling back or holding back, I will be reminded that I'm born for greatness. I am born to fulfill a commission that you have set in place and you are with me to the very end of life. I need not be afraid. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I am strong. I am courageous. I am strong. I'm courageous. I'm not afraid. I'm not dismayed. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? It is a command to you. He is speaking to the new life in you. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Rise and shine. Be strong and courageous. Rise and shine. Get the mind of a conqueror. Walk in the fullness of your conquering ability. You are more than a conqueror. Yeah, you know all these things. I am more than a conqueror. Stir it up in you right now in the name of Jesus. The mind of a conqueror. The mind of a conqueror. But we have the mind of Christ. And we have the mind of Christ. The mind to conquer. The mind to take over. The mind to accomplish. The mind to fulfill destiny. That's who we are. That's who we are. That's who I am. Ah, I am born of God. I am born of God. I am born of God. Hallelujah. 
I want us to declare this together as we pray a last prayer. Declare, I choose not to dwell in the past. I press on forward. Wherever my foot shall tread, he has given to me. As I take a step of faith, a way is made for me. God is with me. God is for me. Who can stand against me? I am a child of purpose. I am a child of destiny. I am anointed to partner with God. In his mission, I am not alone. I am not alone. I am not alone. I am a man on a mission. With a mission. I am courageous to obey. Above all else, I move with God's word. I meditate in his word. Day and night, it makes my way prosperous. I have good success. I cross over every Jordan. Into my destiny. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. Say I advance. I renounce and rebuke any sickness, any depression, any poverty, any failure in my life. Now with the mind of a conqueror, begin to rebuke. Begin to rebuke and speak to things and say, let mountains move. Let poverty be gone. Let sicknesses go. Let these thoughts take me back. Let it go in the name of Jesus. Speak to them and say, you do not belong here. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Speak to the exam. Speak to the exam. Speak to that class. Speak to that issue. Say in the name of Jesus. I am more than a conqueror. In this case, over you, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. In this land, I am more than a conqueror. In my relationship, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror in ministry. I am more than a conqueror in ministry. Mando Capella, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I advance with the mind of a conqueror. With the mind of a conqueror. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, we have this mind of Christ. This mind is given to those who have believed. Who are called the sons of God. The Bible says, as many as received him, those who believed in him, in him, he gave them the power to be called children of God. It is the children of God that walk in this mindset as they give themselves to the word of God. If you have not yet believed in Jesus or received him as your Lord and personal Savior, it doesn't matter if you've been in church all your life or it's your first time. It's a decision you must take. It's a step of faith. You can say, Lord, you want to pray? Say, Pastor, I want you to pray with me so I can give my life to Jesus. Or I've been wandering. I've been going around. I've lost it sometimes. I've made, I think I've blown it, but I want to rededicate myself to you. Or you do not even say, you've never said, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to remind you that Jesus died for you. That he rose again for you. He's seated in glory because of you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. And if you want this relationship, I'm inviting you to respond by faith. By the lifting of your hands. And say, Lord Jesus, I want to have you in my life. Or I want to rededicate my life to you. I want to see your hand. Raise your right hand. All eyes closed. This is between you and God. Do not think about your neighbor. Do not think about it. No matter how long. Raise your right hand. Lift it up. Lift it up. You want to rededicate your life to him. I see you. I see you. God is watching. Hallelujah. He has taken note of you. Hallelujah. Ah, and let's all help these ones who have raised their hands by faith. Let's just help them and let's pray together. Pray this with me, child of God. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. I come to you. I thank you that you died for me and you rose again for me. I thank you.
that you love me. Today, I stand before you, giving you my heart. Wash me, cleanse me, use me, make me a child that I may walk with you. I come to you for the Holy Spirit. Fill me, use me, and cause me to fulfill destiny in the name of Jesus. I believe in you. Amen. Wow, if you pray that prayer by faith, today you have crossed over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.